Hi everyone, as you guys know, I have started my podcast to share my entrepreneurial journey and I thought what better way to do that than to share the journeys of other entrepreneurs and today I have a very special guest, he has his own very awesome podcast show called, let me get this right, University of Adversity and he is based in Vancouver. Are you thinking of becoming an entrepreneur but you're not exactly sure if that is for you or you have tried a few times but you have failed or maybe you are currently on your journey, but you're not exactly sure you're taking the right path and if you're doing the right things. Follow along on this podcast where I will be sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you all. I will be sharing my successes, my failures, and also my challenges. The best part is I will also be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs that will be sharing their stories and their successes. This is my podcast, Entrepreneurial Journey, and I am Joy Nicholson. Hi, Lance. How are you doing? Hi, good. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Thank you for agreeing to come onto my show. I'm so excited because um, I've been following you for a bit. I think your podcast is really very inspirational, very awesome. And um, I would just, can you please tell the audience your story? You know, how did you start out in this game? You know, what is your, your first beginning to this whole podcast game? Um, well, I'll give a little context. I, um, my backstory is pretty interesting, but it's, I had gone through a lot of different things in my life leading up to when I started the podcast. So I was, I played competitive sports that didn't work out. Then I got into the bar scene and and bartending and traveling and that didn't really pan out. And then I started dabbling into the online marketing stuff and um, that wasn't really going the direction that I wanted it to go either. So um, I really, I did go through a tough time in my life with losing family members and just going down a road I wasn't that proud of. So I wanted the, I wanted to be able to create something of value that could kind of show who I actually am as a person and show my story as well as being able to show other people's stories, you know, kind of like their hero's journey, how they, what they went through and how they got out of it to kind of pull out a lesson. And that always inspired me. And that is always what I needed in my life. So that's all I knew. So I decided to get into that to create the podcast to kind of help me show who I am and help other people share their stories. And that's kind of how it started. And, you know, we've been doing it for 11 months now. And we've, it's been incredibly successful in so many ways. And um, yeah, it's, I never expected it to, to happen like this, but I did in a way, but I didn't expect for it to actually pan out like it has. So it's only the beginning. It's been incredibly rewarding and uh, I get to connect with great people like yourself. So, Well, you have interviewed some very high profile people. Can you give us an example? I know, but can you tell the audience like who was your favorite interviewee that you had? Oh, that's, that's tough because, well, I just finished interviewing Grant Cardone. So anybody you most people know him these days. Um, he's gonna, his was very interesting. I was also, you know, very nervous because somebody <laughs> of that status, but at the end of the day, we're all humans. We're That's all, good. we're just at different levels of our journey. So you gotta kind of just remember that there, everybody's just looking at life through the way they look at life. So it's easy to get, put people on pedestals, but you can't, as you start to interview these people, you have to get on their level in order for them to really open up. You know, you can't idolize them as these figures of, um, you know, on the, 
you know, that they're unattainable to talk to and that kind of thing. So that, that, that was kind of what I had, I battled with at first was kind of the feeling of, I don't know if I'm enough to talk to these people, but I realized after I'm like, I totally am. And I think for Grant Cardone, that one was kind of sitting on my shoulders for a while. And when it happened, I, I just, it was natural. It worked out perfectly and we're actually releasing it soon. It was great. And that was very fulfilling for me because it was like a fear of mine yes. to talk to somebody like that. But then I realized I was like, he's just like, he's just like me. He's just another person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I got uh, Dean Gracio- Graziosi lined up who's, you know, very nice. uh, tight with uh, Tony Robbins, which that interview I'm lucky to. But I've also had some really other amazing, you know, athletes. Ronnie Turioff mm-hmm. was amazing as well. He, um, he won an NBA championship a few years ago. And other people as well, just spiritual people. And there, there's so many because each interview has its own, its own value in some certain way that I get something from it. And regardless of if they're famous or if they're not, a lot of times it's about extracting that story. So there's a lot of, un, there's a lot of people that aren't well known that have amazing stories. And that's what you start to realize as well. So um, yeah, off the top of my head, those are, that's probably, those are probably the most exciting ones. Um, but I've also had a ton of other ones as well. Yes, I have been following and I guess I did, um, I've been listening to a lot of your interviews and just the, just the way that you ask the questions to me personally, that's very inspiring. Do you feel that your audience gets um, the message, the same type of message that you get from your, I know it's a bit of a tricky question, from the people that you interview? That's a great question. Um, I like to hope, I like to think so and hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the interesting thing is, is, is how to ask the questions in a way that's not the same every time mm-hmm. and in a way that kind of intrigues them to answer a different way than maybe they would another time. Yes. So I hope that when I do, I hope that people do get that value from it, but I guess it all depends on what they're, what they value. Some people, I hope that my listeners kind of have learned what my values are and what I'm interested in. And I think that's what, the listeners that gravitate towards my show kind of have the same sort of thoughts and beliefs. So um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, sometimes we don't really get a lot of feedback on what's going right and what's wrong. We just kind of see numbers and it's yeah. like, okay, well I hope, you know, and then you get great feedback from people like yourself and people that reach out and say, this is great. And, and that's what makes it worthwhile. You know, I urge people, if you enjoy a show, go and say what you like about it or, if if that you're getting value because that really means a lot to the host mm-hmm. as you probably know if somebody says something it's like it really feels good to know that you're you're making impact even if it's just the smallest little bit you know that feedback is just it's gold even if it's bad feedback it's great too exactly because you can build on it and the great thing about the feedback is so you know what you can do to improve or you know if they like it know how to actually just do more of what your audience love and and yeah. that's the great part. And inspire, inspiring people, that's what I'm all about. You know, if you can inspire people to take better steps in their life, then hell yeah, go for it. That's the thing is I love inspiring. That's my message. That's, yeah. that's what I, I, I truly, my purpose is. And I found that it, I can do that through podcasting. And it's like, you, yeah, you know, you, inspiring people is such an amazing feeling. 
to be able to somebody that says that. And I get like, you know, I watched Tony Robbins and he was my, the first person that really hit home to me. And I was like, I need to be like this man, like this guy does something to my energy. And you know, there's only one Tony, but the, the, it's, it's possible if he can do it, then you can move people's energy and, and lift people's emotional state. Right. And that's what he does really well. So, um, yeah. So you were saying now that you've, you went for a bad stage in your life and you know, you've had a lot of losses and then you started your podcast. Do you feel your podcast have helped you to overcome your issues that you've had or, you know, the, the tough time that you went through? Yeah. And I didn't expect it as much. This mm-hmm. has been, this was the real thing. The golden, the golden uh, ticket here for this was that I realized that um, sharing my story more helped me heal more and hearing other people's stories and, and realizing that a lot of people have gone through a lot of hard times. I'm not the only one. My story is not the worst. There's people that have gone through unimaginable circumstances and it's just, you got to almost be grateful for where you're at. And it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's the be having the podcast and just having the control of being able to have these conversations and, and, you know, share those stories back and forth. It does definitely helps you heal. You know, it's good for the soul. The more you can talk about these things and the relatability, it's almost like sometimes sitting down, like, I feel like I'm in like a counseling session. Like, not that we're talking about my problem, but just, just, just talking about healthy things, about healthy steps and different things. It's almost like you're, it's like a crash course. It's like you're learning as you, as you go as well. So even that helps you kind of get over things, you know? So super rewarding experience. Yes. And and I think that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast is to just, you know, feel that root, that something to somebody, you know, that you can help potentially. What is your secret sauce? What is that thing that you feel is, you know, what is your secret sauce? Um, I, I love that question. I never get asked that. I don't ever ask that either. I like that. Um, I think, I think I can just, my ability to connect with people, you know? Um, and you're good at I've, it. Oh, thank you. I, but that was lots of years of working in the bars and that's where working in the bars and restaurants really was good for me is that I learned the skill of connecting people with people under pressure. And when you have to, even if you don't want to, and I just find now having a place like a podcast, it's a lot, it's very easy for me to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that I became skilled at. I'm not overly skilled at a lot of things, but I, I feel like I am skilled at human connections and building those relationships. So I would say that's been my, my strong side for sure in, in that regard. I like that. That's really, really cool. Now, we, um, we know as entrepreneurs, you have to look after yourself and you have to look after your mind and your body, you know, everything that goes with it. And we tend to be so busy, we don't focus on the good things. Obviously, you, you do look after yourself because you can see it. <laughs> so oh, what is like your, I like to ask people, what are like the daily routines? So what is your daily routine that gets you focused in the morning and gets you inspired and gets you going? Because sometimes you struggle, you know, if you, like when you're tired and you keep going, you struggle, you struggle, you know? So what is your, your daily routine to just say, okay, this day is going to be balls. Yeah, it's, uh, it's meditation right on awakening. It, it has to happen for me, for me to have the best day, the most prime day I, got, I get up. 
I hydrate, have a shower and go right into meditation before I have any other stimulation or anything else. Because the more I, I, the more active I get before I meditate, the harder it is to tap in. So I like to get up, wake up a bit, hydrate, and then go right into 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I put on my, my, actually these earphones, the noise counseling earphones. And I just, I just go 30, set my timer for 30 minutes. After that, um, I'll usually go have like a coffee and go right to the gym. And lately what I've been doing is on a, on a fasted state, having a black coffee mm-hmm. or, you know, a little bit of milk or whatever. And then I go right to the gym and I just run. I do, I do cardio or something like that. What I was finding, this, is, this routine is, is something that's evolved. So I've changed, right? I mean, even on other shows, even though on my own show in the past, I've probably talked differently. But for me, to get primed up, I find this has been lately my best formula. So get up, meditation, get to the gym as soon as possible. Then I'm, I'm like, I'm primed, right? I'm ready, I'm awake. And then I come back sit down, have like a tea or something. Then I'll do my gratitude. I'll plan out like what's going to go on in the day and then kind of take it on, talk to my team and stuff like that. So I try and get up as early as I can. Mm-hmm. Some days better than others. And if the earlier I get up, if I can get up at five or six, my day is that much better. It's, mm-hmm. I, I just, but it's something I've, I struggle with because mm-hmm. going to bed, I tend to go to bed late, mm-hmm. but I find getting up early and getting that done. However order that looks like some days, those things are very, very important. Meditation, exercise, and gratitude are, are, are absolute staples for me. Can you go a little bit into the gratitude side? Because meditation is something that a lot of people that I speak to, that's what they do. But funny enough, it's not a lot of people do the gratitude side. Can you tell a little bit more about how you would approach that in your day? Yeah, I, I've, just, I've just worked on it over the last couple of years, I just, you know, write down the things I'm grateful for. I got it from the book, the magic, you know, like, yeah, from a lot of people, a lot of people have. Right. And for me, I don't know, people, people may think it's silly or not. I don't really care for me. It was something, it was a good tool for me to get programmed into it. And it is a challenging book to follow the entire thing. But for me now I follow the 10 things I'm grateful for and why and I write them down and I think about them. And then at the end I say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And the reason for that is that it just, the, the 10 things and programming yourself into that, it may seem um, tedious, but how important is your day, right? So like having that, that, that programming of gratitude is so important at moving forward because you're going to look at things differently. Now that's been hard for me. I don't want to say hard. It's been challenging at times to always do that. And that has been one of the things that does slip under some days. I, Mm -hmm. I, the days that I, the weeks that I do that consistently are the best weeks. It's just no doubt. But the the days that I don't do that, I feel slip a bit. Meditation, I try not to miss gratitude will be that thing. But like I said, no, I wouldn't beat myself up or suggest any listeners. If you miss a day, don't beat yourself up because that defeats the entire purpose of of the gratitude right you want to feel good at the end of the day and sometimes life happens but yeah. try try your best to be conscious of it and and do the best you can to to be grateful and whatever that looks like you know mm-hmm. you don't have to write 10 things and grateful for, for or why but for me i at work for me and whatever that looks like i just think any sort of mindfulness practice about actually thinking about what you have and why you're grateful for it is important. So whatever that looks like to you is the best way, I think. 
and we, you know, if you, and you, you know, this, the more people that you listen to when you speak to, the more, you know, that you actually have so much more to be grateful for. And it makes you appreciate life so much more as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the awesome thing about, I guess, what we do. Interviewing it's so it's cool. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And there's so much, there, it's so easy to find the joy in every situation, you know, and that's what you have to do. You have two choices. You can either look at things the negative side of the positive, like you can always twist the positive out of it, you know, and, and, and that comes from programming. Our society is programmed us to be negative. You know, you talk to people and it's the norm to speak negative. Oh, today sucks. And it's such a grind. And it's like, it's, that's like the normal conversation, the narrative that everybody lives by that it's got to be hard and life sucks and this sucks. And, and so for the normal person that's programmed like that, you need to program the other way. So you have to continually do that, the, the, the gratitude so that you don't go into a situation constantly complaining about the lack and actually appreciate what you do have. And then I've found more, more of the good things, however that happens, comes into your life. I don't know the, I don't know the answer. I also don't know how gravity works. I don't know how we're even, how the, how the computer works or the cell phone works. I don't know. And I don't really, we don't ask those questions, right? So I don't think we need to really know why gratitude or how it works, but it does. So it does. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it. Uh, I have a friend that's a mindset coach and um, he always talks about your conscious and your unconscious mind. So if you wake up consciously telling yourself that you're going to be negative, you're going to be negative. So you have to yeah. just teach those parts of your brain to think positive and, you know, be gratitude or, you know, have gratitude, etc. cetera. Yeah. So it's, it's very powerful. If you can master that skill, it is a skill that, have to learn so oh for sure yeah for sure, sure. Cool. we got years of programming of, of negative talk right oh, yes. yes years of it and it's the norm mm. that's, that's become the norm yeah no definitely it's it crazy and the news even the news is so negative you know everything is yeah. negative and it's like, i can't even watch it oh, i can't I even watch it i um i went to visit family this last summer and I don't watch news and I was, I was watching it a lot. And then all of a sudden I was like fearful of stuff. I'm seeing these things and I'm starting to worry about crime. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even care. This isn't nothing to do with me. Why am I going to fill my mind full of this crap? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and it's be scared. So you have to buy this or be scared. So you got to run from that. And it's, it's just constant. There's, but the thing is, is that positive, news doesn't sell and doesn't interest people <laughs> which is that part right because yeah. how could it be if it was just a super positive world but yeah, yeah unfortunately <laughs> but yes i completely agree i also don't watch the news i'm i don't what is the one thing that opened the doors for you um for me it was quitting alcohol for a year Ooh. um i was in i was living in Australia for five years and I was working in bars, having time of my life, but I also went through the hardest times of my life. It's a crazy thing how that, how that works out. But alcohol always was the thing that got in my way of, I don't know, whatever it was, it was always that thing that brought me down. I was always digging myself out of some sort of hole. And when I gave that up, now, I still occasionally drink now, so I just want to be clear, but I gave it up for 2017. Yeah. And I still was working in the bars. I've told this story many times, but for your listeners who haven't heard it, 
I did it for the whole year and everything profoundly changed in my life. You know, my old identity of being the drunk hungover person just evaporated and I became this person that had control and, and I just slowly gravitated away from the bar industry because I wasn't that person anymore. So that itself committing to one year of that mm-hmm. and then working towards building a business, you know, online marketing and all that stuff really was the catalyst because I believe that if I kept going down the path I was going down, I don't think I would have ever made the change mm. and who knows where I would have ended up. But that commitment for one year was very, very powerful, you know? So yeah. And, and during that, a lot of choices were made. I was vibrating at a very high level. So a lot of things were coming into my life and a lot of things leaving. So yeah, I would say that would be the number one thing for sure. Well, kudos to you for, for doing that for a year because it's hard, you know, to not have any alcohol because I mean, I like my glass of wine occasionally yeah. and it, it's oh. hard if you don't have anything like that for such a long period of time. So kudos to you for doing that. You must have had a super strong mindset to get that in place. Well, yeah, I had just... I was punishing myself working in the bars in Australia. It was just, it was so much fun, but it was so toxic and just like, um, but the thing is, I just want to be clear, not like not everybody has a problem with alcohol, right? And you gotta, you gotta be self-aware of where you're at. Like, what does it do to you? Is it, does it, does it serve you? If you can have a glass of wine or a couple glasses or go, there's plenty of people that can function fine. I mean, tons, right? And I mean, how can you not drink wine when you're in New Zealand? Let's be honest, but, <laughs> but in Australia, but I mean, there's some people where they know it's not serving them. So that's where you got to go. All right, what's going on here? Should I pull the brakes? Should I see what it's like without this stuff? And a lot of times, a lot of times it will benefit you. Of course, everybody could probably benefit from not drinking for a while, but some can get away with it and just thrive just fine. Mm-hmm. But that was the choice that I knew that I had to make. You know, when your intuition is telling you, okay, you need to stop this. Like, yes. What are you doing? How many times do you want to learn the lesson before you really learn the lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of where, and, and it was tough because I had to run a bar sober too. So I was work, I was doing a, I run a cocktail bar wow. while I was helping run a cocktail bar and I wrote a list sober. But the funny thing is, is that even though that part was difficult, it was actually better for my creativity being sober believe it or not, with cocktails. So it's, um, it's kind of funny, but it was an interesting journey. And now, and then this year, 2019, I went nine months without, and I just recently on my birthday a couple of months ago, I broke the streak and kind of now I'm just sort of occasional, but yes. it's, uh, it's always been something that's kind of held a hold of me. So I like to pull the brakes once in a while and, and, and take control again. So that's awesome. That's gratitude to do that. That's like really, really cool. Thanks. So um, what was that first business that you tried after you left the bar business? Like after you decided, okay, I'm going to try something else now. Well, I got into the direct selling and the online marketing, you know, I was doing, um, still am part of it, but I don't, I put it on hold, you know, doing a magic and, um, okay. doing, doing that and direct selling, but it's not that I didn't like the products, love the products. I just, I found it challenging standing out on social media, right? I found it hard. Like I was competing with everybody and I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I'm trying to compete with people and, and, and th- with people that are doing a lot better. So when you target the same area or city, 
they're going to go to the person that's already doing really well. So I was like, all right, what, how am I going to stand out? And this is how the podcast started because I, I, I wanted to stand out and be able to be able to prove, you know, who I am so that essentially would help the business. Right. But then I decided to put that on hold for a while because I want to build the podcast and then the podcast became the business that I want to get into, which eventually I probably will incorporate, you know, the direct sales and all that stuff back into it. But right now this feels more aligned for me. And that was kind of, that was the business and it sort of evolved. I didn't really stop that. I just sort of put it on hold and when, when, and, and dealing with Facebook ads and all that, it's, you need to have some sort of, well, yeah, as you know, really, you got to have some sort of, <laughs> some sort of thing. And I was, it was driving me nuts. And this is when it was a lot cheaper to run ads too, you know, yes. and I was just freaking frustrated. And did I put enough work in? Probably not, but um, something didn't sit right with the current way I was doing it. So I knew I had to go a different way. So I kind of started to create a different path right and that's kind of where we're at now yeah yeah i did exactly that i also it's funny enough i'll show you my bottle there you go oh yeah you guys are the good good bottles there yeah and it's 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 yeah i completely agree and to learn to learn social media skills like facebook advertising it's hard it's not easy it's really hard Mm. yeah yeah so that's why i looked at the big picture i thought okay what strategy what strategy can I create to build awareness of who I am? So like you, you're doing a podcast and everybody listening out there, I urge you guys to understand like what is actually happening. You want to build trust with people, right? You want to build, you want to be an authority in your space. The best way to do that is through a podcast because people, you can't hide when you're being interviewed by people. You can't, they, they will get to like, they will get to know you. And if they want to do more business with you or do whatever you're doing, then they will. But they'll also know if they don't like you. And that's good because it weeds out the people. At the end of the day, we just want to work with people who we, we trust and we like. And mm-hmm. the more you hear that person and the more you start to see them aligned by the people you have on, the people that you, they talk to and interview, you start to go, oh, that's, that person is somebody that I want, to, I want to align with too. And that's why podcasting, especially if you're an MLM or if you're in direct selling or if you're in network marketing, how important it is to have a podcast because you need to be able to prove who you actually are as a human. And mm-hmm. that's why I think people are missing it when they, it's not just an entertainment value here. It's not just podcast. Isn't just about entertainment. It's about really being able to prove the show your real authentic self. And I personally believe as a tool that that is the best way to do it right now. So. I completely agree with you completely. And uh, I actually, I never thought of this as actually being a thing until I did. I don't know if you know the RFA challenge and um, in there is the, it's part of the click funnel thing. And in there, I actually learned all about publishing and publishing and stuff. I was clueless. I had no clue about any of this stuff. And when I learned this, I was like, Oh wow, that's actually a thing. And I started doing that. And it's, it's nice when you're in a space where people actually ask you, Oh, what do you do? Because I listened to this episode. I was like, Oh, okay, something is happening. Um, and that's a really cool experience if you can, you know, get that. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And we're always learning too. Like we're all at different parts of the journey, right? Yes, that's exactly it. So do you have any three to five leader or do you have three to five leadership qualities that you can advise people on? 
Um, yeah, three to five. Jeez, these questions are, are good. I'm like <laughs> stumped a bit. I would say that I learn from sports. This is why I'm a big advocate of, of sports. I played a lot of hockey, ice hockey, as you guys call it in New Zealand. Um, I, I think, let me see. So what would make sense? Commitment. You, you have to, you have to be committed, right? You have to be willing to put the time in for a certain amount of time, I think. Mm -hmm. And like anything, if you're trying to play in sports, if you're trying to make it in any job, you need to be committed to some degree. Too many people now expect things overnight because they see, oh, I made I made 100K in three days or like this this nonsense. It's like you got to be committed. You got to be willing to put in time. Just because you got to put in time, that doesn't mean you won't be successful. And I'm just in the middle of this too. Like, you know, I've been putting in solid. I haven't hit a success that I want to hit, but I, I know that I have to be committed and I am to this, no matter what, even if it feels like it doesn't, some days it's not working, right? Yeah. You have to be committed to anything you do in life if it's a relationship. So that's what I would say. I mean, realistically, give yourself some time. Like things don't always work out very quickly, right? Yes. Um, be, be authentic. That's why I like the podcast too, because I can really just be myself. Um, you know, I can swear if I want, I can, <laughs> even though I don't like to swear a lot, but some days I do. And I kind of, yes. depends on who I'm interviewing. And I, I think being authentic is, is, is so important because so many people are trying to put on this, this face and especially on social media, you only show the good parts and I try and be vulnerable. I try and share as much as I can. And I'm probably not even open enough as I should be. And I'm working on it. Right. But that's a, that's a, that's a thing. And that's a journey. And that's why being authentic, people want to see the other side. People want to see like, you know, is this guy always perfect? Or is this, this, is this person always happy? And people want to see the, the struggles too. And I try and show that. And I feel like that's what I look at in people that I look up to is the, the authenticity. Like, are they being like a real human or are they just like a fake robot? And, uh, yeah, I would say what else? Um, commitment. What we said that commitment. Uh, what which one did I just say? I'm trying to remember now. And being authentic. <laughs> being authentic. Commitment. Authentic. Sorry, I just had like a a brain. A brain thought. <laughs> yeah. And resilience too. It's a good one. Yes. Resilience. Being persistent. That goes with the commitment, understanding that you're going to get dealt things you don't like. Oh, yes. And I've definitely seen that over the years. I failed so many different things, but it's all brought me to the, so there's not really a fail. It's, it's just progression, right? So we say fail, but it's really just learning. And, but you got to be persistent. You got to be realistically persistent to know like, well, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're just going to become this overnight? Mm. You know, you're going to have to go through some stuff. You're going to have to, go through some ups and downs, but eventually you'll get there, whether that's exactly what you want that you're thinking right now, or it's different. But if you keep on the path and you're persistent and, re or, and resilient, you're going to get to where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you zig and you zag, you will get there. But resilience is super, super important. And in a world where people are just quitting everything, they start, they quit. It's, it's something people lack. And I think 
you need to look at your long-term plan and, and say, this is going to be challenging. And when you accept that, then that resilience, I think, can come a lot easier. Yeah. And then you have to be committed to that actual thing. And that's obviously where the commitment comes in. I love that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really good skills. Thank you, Lawrence, for sharing. Uh, um, I really appreciate those. Thanks. That's really, really good. Okay. Thank you. So almost done. Second last question. How did you launch uh, somebody like Grant Cardone on your show? What was that thing that you did to say to get him on your show? Because obviously he is a he is a very difficult man to get a hold of, first yeah. of all. And you probably spoke to a million gatekeepers and all of those yeah. things that goes with it. So how did you get it right? Uh, this will be interesting for people. So I um, this was yeah, and sometimes it's a bit of luck, right? Because these guys don't always look, aren't always the ones answering the messages on their phone. So mm. I went and I was watching the Jordan Belfort podcast where he had Grant Cardone on. Okay. And they, they're very, they're like going head to head. Mm-hmm. You guys know Jordan Belfort, Straight Line Persuasion. They have complete different ideologies on, on sales. Yes. So I was really looking forward to this because I used to look on YouTube, like when are these guys going to talk? Finally they did. It was the most awkward conversation. <laughs> one of the hardest things to listen to Anyways. So I screenshotted the YouTube. So you guys use this as a trick as well, because this worked. Um, I screenshotted the conversation on YouTube and then I tagged them and I did this funny on Instagram and I tagged them in this like boxing match. I just did this funny story. <laughs> and Grant Cardone reached out to me. He's like, he, he's like laughing and he's like, haha. And then he kind of, you know, had some things to say about it as they do. And then right after that, I took the chance and I just, I just went for the pitch. Yes. And I was like, and then he's like, let's do it. And I was like, yes. And I was just so excited. <laughs> and from there, he didn't answer me for days, weeks. So I was like, all right. Because then like, you know, he, then you, you're, you're in his like list and it's really hard to get a DM back from these guys, right? Yes. He's got millions of followers. So then, so then what I did was like, okay, he gave me the green light. I'm just going to email his, his assistant. And so I went on, I found the email. I emailed her. I said, hey, Grant said he's going to come on my show. Here's the screenshot of him saying whatever. <laughs> but after that, after that, she was like, she was like, okay, well, and I was like, I don't care what it takes. I'll fly to Miami to interview the guy in person. I don't care. Like, let's just make this happen. And she was like, oh, he's in Toronto and blah, blah, blah. Finally, I said, look, let's, let's do this. Let's just get him on here. And she's like, okay, are you available at this time? This time it was like 730 in the morning, my time. I was like, yes, done. Let's just book him in. Let's get it. And that's just what happened. So it took about two months to finally confirm, but yeah, you, there's a certain amount of things, but it's kind of fun too. It's kind of fun. And I've just, you know, I've leveraged Instagram and really built my Instagram because I, I, I saw the value in it and it's helped me a lot. So whatever crafty way you can do to, to right now, we live in a time where people, these people are still attainable. You just need to be smart and you need to be smart with your messaging. And what I would suggest is if you're trying to connect, connect with something with them that's, that's deeper than just, Oh, I liked your book, 10 X theory, 10X rule or whatever. Connect with something different about his story that can like sort of be like, Oh, okay. They, he really listened or she really listened. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is like, don't just do the, the basics really do your research. If you're going to like, you want to connect on some sort of common, mm-hmm. common theme that you share with him or whatever, who you're pitching. I found that to be useful. So, and that's how I do it with a lot of, a lot of the, the, the people. Yeah. That's, yeah. 
That's great. That's such a story. I love it. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't explained that. So thank you for asking that because I think that would be useful for a lot of people, you know, because it's yeah. a lot of it's luck too, honestly, you know. Well, obviously there's a lot of skill to it because I mean, of course. for him to actually reply to a message like that is, you know, it must have stood out. So your hook was pretty tight, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. And and the good thing about this is that now it can leverage that on other people. And 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 I suggest anybody with podcasts get is get the bigger the bigger the name you get on right away, the quicker you can leverage it, right? And that's what it's all about. I had this person on. Do you want to come on this? You know, and then and eventually, you, it's just that's how it happens. That's how it builds. So um, yeah, it's 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 fun, and you just gotta play with it. And sometimes they won't respond, but just keep persistent again. Like if you want the person on there, you, you can get them on, just be patient and just keep at it. Yeah. And I'm sure because it, you know, once you interview somebody like Grant Cardone, it's easy to easier to get other people on because he's so, such a high profile person. So that's like, wow, you know, yeah. your status rises a little bit. So that's pretty cool. So I'm very happy. I'm very excited for you. There's obviously well, thank you. things to come your way. That's for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. And the thing is that what I also want to suggest, because I, I feel like you, you, the content, you got to be able to have content that they can share too, right? So we're working on content that we're going to give him so that he will share it. That's the important thing is like the, the person has, you want the other person to share. That's yeah. how these things build. So you need to have content for them and it has to be a plan, a marketing strategy, right? So if you have a really good guest, well, it's pointless if you're not somehow leveraging it or sharing it somehow. Yes. You really need to be smart and crafty. Yeah. Right, because nobody can see on iTunes the, the picture and people just scroll. You gotta use social media. And that's where like yourself or anybody that's doing social media can kind of you have those basic skills. So it's um yeah. Yeah. You have to leverage it. Yeah, completely, completely agree with you on that. Yeah. Okay, so last question. If you have any advice for somebody sitting on the fence that wants to get into podcasting or into entrepreneurship, but they like, Oh, I don't know if I can do it. I'm worried. I'm going to fail, et cetera. What is that piece of advice that you have for somebody? Well, it depends if, if you're, what are you getting into podcasting for? Right. If you have, here's my advice. If you have a business like yourself or somebody, you have an established business, you have something and your goal is to build trust with people and become an authority, there's absolutely no reason why you wouldn't have a podcast. The whole reason you have a business is to build trust, sell products, and be authority. How else are you going to become that? You need to be seen. Being seen and being interviewed creates that. That's just the way it goes. So for me, this is why I got into this is why I, I got into podcast production too. Like we do podcasts for people because I know the value of it. And and if you have a business, it's a it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. But again, that's why I say if you have a business and you're established, if you're brand new and you're just starting, then you gotta look at it realistically. Like, can you do this for three? I think Lewis Howe said this too. Can you do this for three to five years without making money? Right? Can you do this? If the answer is yes, then you should do it because you should be committed to at least three to five years of doing it. Exactly. You got to show up. You got to show up at least once a week consistently. Yeah. I, I believe, you know? Um, so that's the thing. If you're just starting out and you just want to have a podcast as a hobby, of course, go ahead. But what is your reason? 
exactly. like if you're a business, there's a no, no brainer. There's a no, it's, it's a no brainer. There, there's absolutely, you should have one. And, but if you're just wanting to start one as a hobby, absolutely. If you're really passionate about something, but just understand that there, there's a certain amount of commitment and showing up for people to eventually see people didn't really start to get interested in mine at first either. Like people, Oh yeah, he'll just probably quit until you start showing up and you start posting people like, Whoa, okay, this is, this is, this person's serious. This isn't just a a joke. Right. And to put a perspective, I'm going to quote Pat Flynn. There's 500 million YouTube channels right now. Yes. Okay. There's only one around 1 million podcasts. So put that into perspective, right? There's 500 million YouTube channels and blogs, and there's not even a million podcasts. So put that in perspective. If you think that's saturated, well, th- look at the numbers. Yeah. There is so much room for it. And for you to just be able to get out there now, now is the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Not yesterday, not next week, like get going now because this will help your business a hundred percent. And it's just adding another leg to your already existing engine, right? So I'm very adamant about people starting these things because your passion behind it. Get on the fence. You're just gonna go and you're gonna go, oh, I should have done it. Like stop saying that. I mean, it's why procrastinate? Why not just do it? You know? Yeah. Especially if you have a business already. You you're you do marketing. Why wouldn't you want this as a marketing tool? This is a marketing tool. Exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's another whole leg to your already existing engine that you're running. So, mm. so no. <laughs> I can see the passion. Does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I know that was the last question, but I just have no, to ask right. you this. Um, do you have any goals to teach people podcasting in your future? Because- yeah. Well, I mean, I have a company that we we're about to launch. I've been doing, um, we, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but we're right now we're kind of, working on the website mm-hmm. and we're, we're kind of putting together our offers. And right now I'm kind of taking people on a case by case basis on, you know, what their needs are, but yeah, we want to be able to do offer a complete done for you service in podcasting, nice. whether that's, you know, from scratch, manage it through, create content, post it, manage it. We have the complete done for you, or we're going to have packages as little as like the bare bones, Yes. You know, you have a podcast already, but you want someone else to edit and manage it. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing also. So nice. I would suggest anybody that is interested. There's so many, what I've noticed is there's so many people at different levels. Some people go, Hey Lance, can you work with me on this podcast? Can you take me, can I start one with you? There's a lot of different levels. So right now I'm kind of taking people each by P each story because each person has different needs. And then from there we give them like the right package we think could help them. So that's going to be launching the website's going to be launching soon, like in the next couple months. It's a, it's a process. And, but if anybody's interested, definitely I'd love to help them. And I'm always happy to answer any questions as well, you know, or if you know, you just want a question or I don't know the answer. I'm happy to put you in contact with somebody that does for sure. That's awesome of you. And then what we'll do is we'll just post links to how people can reach you on here as well. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I can just see that you'll be so good at it. You've got such a passion about it. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. That's really cool. Thank you. It's, it's been, it's been challenging doing this as, as yes. a, as a business for sure. There's been a lot, I've had a lot of 
things to figure out. There's been a lot of mistakes, you know, with clients and I'm grateful that they've been able to, you know, continue to work with me because it's been a challenge. It's, it's, and, but I've learned the thing is about this entrepreneur and not just what I'm doing, but like it highlights all your weaknesses. And yes. I really have realized, wow. Okay. So I had to go back to the drawing board, rehire new people, let existing old partnerships go and kind of redo this. So that's been the amazing thing. And, and now I feel like all that, all those, those, those hard times are just have made me, it's going to be that much better. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's super, super exciting to, to see where, where this is all going to go. Yeah, I can see big things coming for you. I mean, you. with your next, with your next ones, you said it's, um, it's Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins is next. Yeah. Well, I hope I, yeah, well, Tony, if, I, I, I'm honestly, he's my, he's my like number one. So for me to even, I don't even know. I don't even, I, I don't even know how to pitch him properly. Like I don't even, well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to, I mean, he's my favorite. Like I, I, I predict uh, on my hundredth episode, I was like, I'll have him in two years. That was what I said. And hopefully we can do it in less. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you know, but like Russell Brunson, it, like Tony was his phone. It took him, I think it was three years to get him on. So <laughs> you can do it two years. I'm sure you can. <laughs> I'm going to get him in. I'm, I'm going to put it out here and try and get him in one year. One yeah. year. I, I, who knows? I, Dean, Dean's coming on. So I might be able to leverage oh, him and Russell. I'd like to have all three of them so that I can promote their offer in three different ways. So that's, that's kind of what I'm going to go after is that I, now that Dean's there, I feel like I can get Russell and Tony. I just need to figure out the right way, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You will. You will. I know you will. Hopefully. Hopefully. Thank you. Oh, Lawrence, thank you so much for having this interview with me. I really appreciate you. And I've learned a lot. So you've, it was an education session for me, actually. <laughs> This was, I, I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. You're great. You're, you have a very nice, calm aura and energy about you. And it's very easy to, to be able to speak and, and, and talk. So yeah, I really, really, I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And fun fact is I did a meditation before we actually started. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Power of meditation. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will upload your links and on the bottom of this as well. So people can reach out to you when they need you. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Bye.